following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here it is. We are on the eve of the NFL's new league year. So I guess we can call this New Year's Eve. Mickey, Mick, Mickey Mick Spagnola, shot. inside. <laughs> Mick shot inside Eve. the SWBC <laughs> Mortgage Studios there in the uh, Star in Frisco. Everson Walls is uh, not with us this week. I am Bill Jones. And wow, do we have a lot to get to on this edition of uh, Mick Shots. As, as expected, the Cowboys are not active so far in the uh, what are they, they call this the tamper the non tampering period or the tampering period of uh, for the, the last uh, over a two day period? It's an opportunity for uh, uh, agents to do their negotiating with teams, and there's a lot of players that have already come off the board. But Mickey, most of these players are not players the Cowboys had eyes on because they're out of their price range a little bit. And I think probably, Bill, that's where we probably need to start with this to quell the uproar out there that, well, this is typical Cowboys. They're not doing anything. Well, it's hard to do things when you don't have very much money available. And that's one of the things that uh, continues to haunt them in free agency. I understand the cap's 182.5 million, so that went down from 198.4. Uh, but the Cowboys' cap space, uh, especially after signing Dak Prescott uh, to his uh, deal last week and taking up 22.2 million of the salary cap, which was significantly less, right, Bill, than uh, had he. Uh, remained on the franchise tag at 37.7 million. They still don't have that much money, and I keep seeing this figure being floated out there that the Cowboys have 18 million dollars in space. Well, the one thing you need to remember is they do have to fund a draft, and right now, and I can't imagine they would they would use all 10 draft choices, but their rookie pool. Uh, for the draft is 10.319 million. So take that off, and now you're left with 8 million. And that's very little space uh, right now. Um, not a lot of wiggle room, and they're going to have to basically, unfortunately, do some bargain hunting. Uh, even after uh, they did the restructuring of the contracts with Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Lale Collins. Uh, my understanding is that uh, they probably got a couple more they need to do just to facilitate uh, signing back some of their own guys, along with uh, you know trying to keep a little nest egg of five to eight million going into the season for uh, other costs that crop up during the season. So, yeah, I, I just don't see them being big players uh, in free agency. So let's just start right there. Uh, and quell the outroar that ha happens every year at this time. And uh, let's also uh, start with what uh, what has transpired uh, reportedly up to this point as uh, we sit here at just after 11.30 on Tuesday morning and we are constantly monitoring uh, social media to see the get the very latest on uh, what might happen as we uh, over the course of the next hour because things are happening very quickly as uh, a lot of you know uh, following it throughout the day on Monday but most recently this morning it looks like Cheeto Awuzie has found a new home with the Cincinnati Bengals I haven't seen the money figures on that yet but uh, sounds like it's a three-year deal deal for Awuzie uh, with the Bengals. And of course, yesterday, uh, Cam Irving agreed to a deal uh, reportedly with the Carolina Panthers. That was reported as uh, two years, $10 million. I'm, uh, I'm not sure where the guarantees were. I on saw that. it was $8 Houston million, signs, Bill. $8 million. Okay, $8 million. And that's a good thing and, for uh, the Cowboys. Houston, yeah, and so 
I'm going to I'm going to go through these and then we'll break them down here as, uh, as after I after I run through these. Houston, Joe Thomas, one year, two million dollars, uh, and it looks like uh, the Cowboys are moving away from LP Latasar after 16 years and 253 games, two games shy of Jason Witten's all-time record of 255 games played with the Cowboys as the Cowboys uh, reportedly are bringing in uh, the long snapper from the Rams, Jake McQuaid. And, of course, uh, with Coach Fossil's uh, past in uh, with the Rams organization, uh, going back Greg Zerline, going back basically nine, ten years. And McQuaid came in the same time that Zerline did uh, when the Rams were in St. Louis. And so he's very familiar with them. But uh, uh, LP just turned 40 the other day. And uh, sounds like he he uh, may like to entertain some offers if there are other offers out there. And why wouldn't there be, even at age 40, as good as he's been in his career? But, uh, boy, he, he practically perfect. I, I, I say practically because there's no way you can be perfect. But he is about as perfect as you could be at his position over the last uh, 16 years, Mickey. Yeah, I think I saw one snap this past season come in, like, low. <laughs> and that's, but that's how perfect so that was he's it. been. That was, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't remember <laughs> anything. You know, there's nothing up here or out wide or bouncing in or, you know, sailing over someone's head. Uh, he's been awfully, awfully good since they signed him uh, in 2005. He was a rookie free agent that uh, I hadn't signed with anybody. And I can remember the day, Bill, uh, in at San Jose State when the Cowboys were practicing. They had played San Francisco uh, on a Sunday, and the next Sunday they were going to play the Raiders. So the Bill Parcells decided to stay out there. And he had just about had, no, he already had enough with John Kondo, the rookie deep snapper, uh, that was taken over for Robinson. Uh, oh, I forgot his first name. Jeff Robinson. Jeff Robinson. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Robinson. That's it. And uh, and so it was like, okay, we're going to have tryouts. And, and it was like, well, you know what? There's this kid that was at Cal. Uh, by the name of L.P. Latasur, and he's still out here on the coast, and he can drive in for a, a workout because <laughs> he had still <laughs> remained around the, the San Francisco area. Uh, and he drives in, and they worked him out in the morning, and before practice he was signed and ready to go. And here it is, 2021, and he had still been with the Cowboys for 16 seasons. Uh, before they've decided to move along. So inauspicious beginning for him, but he was awfully good uh, during his 253 games, as Bill pointed out. And you know what, Bill? They must have been ready to move along because what he had been doing these last couple years is he basically was playing on a one-year minimum contract with a a very modest signing bonus so they can give him the veteran exception – like last year, he made $1.075 million, but he only counted 887000 against the salary cap. So uh, I would imagine he would have been willing at age 40 to do the same thing, but maybe they decided it was time to move along. Who knows? Maybe you know he's decided, well, unless somebody really convinces me with a contract, this you know could be it. So we'll see what happens there with him. Uh, but as you said... Uh, McQuaid had 10 seasons with the Rams uh, and uh, several of those with uh, John Fossil. All right. In fact, I, I would assume uh, every year and, until last year he was, has been with Fossil, I believe, because Fossil was there starting in 2011 or 2012, which is when McQuaid came into the league, same year that Zerline did, as well as Johnny Hecker, uh, their punter for so many years out there. All right, so uh, let's go uh, by player on here. How about Cheeto to Cincinnati? What are your thoughts on that? You know, that, that one – you know, a lot of people were saying, well, they don't want him back. He's no good. And I, and I was thinking, well, maybe they can get him back on a prove-it deal because he only played like five games last year uh, between the injuries he suffered and uh, missing a game. Or I think it was a game or two with uh, on COVID-19 reserve. 
Uh, and I thought maybe, you know, somebody might shy away, but evidently the Bengals saw how talented he was. And, you know, and I know he wasn't perfect and he didn't have a bunch of interceptions, but to me, you know, he was their best, most consistent corner over these last several years, and he, including the games he played last year. Uh, so the Bengals kind of saw it the same way. It'll be interesting to see the numbers, but uh, this uh, just kind of puts a big circle around the cornerback position saying, okay, they've got to do something here, whether it be the draft or at least something in free agency as a bridge to whatever they're going to do. And, and I understand everybody's given the Cowboys a cornerback uh, in the draft, either Farley or Sertain. But, boy, do, would you hold your breath just a little bit that your two starting corners is a second-year guy and a first and a rookie uh, at cornerback? Um, and we saw the transition yeah. problems yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had. Uh, and, and that's not to, you know, you're, the other guys aren't going to come in. There's still a transition there. Uh, but who knows when you find an Everson Walls, right, as a rookie? <laughs> well, you're playing up to Everson, and he's not even here. He did, uh, hopefully he's uh, listening somewhere. He's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when Everson said he couldn't be here, I... I uh, I said, what, Belichick get a hold of it? You signing with Belichick? Everybody else is signing with the Patriots right now. Going going back uh, in time. Um, but, yeah, good for Cheeto. If he, uh, and, again, we haven't seen the money on that yet. I mean, good for him if uh, that he got uh, the money that he was looking for, apparently, signing with Cincinnati. Uh, all right, let to Cam Irving and uh, – I'm, you know, I'm surprised where Cam Irving was in his career, although you know it, it just goes to show the especially offensive tackle position. It's very rare that tackles even get to the open market unless they've got some warts, injury issues, or or lack of production in the past. And here's Cam Irving, a former first round draft pick. Yeah, he did start eight games for Kansas City in a Super Bowl year the year before. Uh, but and didn't uh, you know had some injury issues here with Dallas uh, and didn't didn't start a whole lot of game didn't see a whole lot of action here in Dallas uh, but he lands two years eight million guaranteed in Carolina he played here he managed to play six games and five starts so he basically missed all of training camp uh, I think he had about a COVID that got kind of covered up. Uh, and then he had knee problems, and he ended the season on injured reserve. Bill, I just didn't think he was very good when he did play. You know, I don't know that he was better than – almost average maybe. Uh, and, and he signs a two-year deal like that with $8 million guaranteed. But you're right, the desperation for veteran tackles is high in this league. Uh, so that leaves the Cowboys uh, – and we're going to assume that Tyron Smith is good. Lale Collins is good. I've seen Lale working out. He seems to be doing all the kind of rehab stuff on the, uh, the resistant cords well. Uh, so if we assume that, uh, then what they have here potentially as backups, uh, Brandon Knight, Terrence Steele, and Mitch Hyatt uh, are the guys that are on the roster. Uh, to me, Bill... Here's what they have to do. Uh, if anybody gets, either of those starting tackles gets hurt, they don't need to sit there and deliberate what to do with Zach Martin. Just move him to one of the tackle positions and insert with Connor McGovern at the other guard if, if indeed Connor Williams is still the starting left guard. Because I think Connor McGovern showed uh, that he can play well enough at guard that you can move Zach Martin to tackle. And this doesn't uh, preclude the fact that I always uh, have been thinking that third, fourth round, draft an offensive tackle. Draft a guy that might be good enough to, to be the backup swing tackle and your tackle of the down-the-line future. Or maybe a guy that can play guard and tackle and challenge for one of those spots. So I think in the draft... I'm not a fan of doing it in the first round, but third, fourth, fifth round gets you a tackle. Well, and and then 
you know, one thing that did come out of the 2020 season is um, Terrence Steele and, and Brandon Knight got playing time. And so they are not, yeah, they're still in their recent past college free agents uh, who right. weren't deemed quality enough to be drafted into this league, but they do have, and, and as far as competing for a backup offensive tackle spot on the roster, you have a little bit of depth there, uh, guys that have played snaps in this league now. But I'm with you on as far as the draft is concerned. They really need to, to comb over these uh, offensive tackles and uh, and especially guys that can play inside, compete right off the bat. Let's assume and hopefully that Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins are healthy and good to go and can start. But if, you, if you've got a rookie who can, in the meantime, work in and maybe compete with Connor Williams at left guard, uh, someone uh, – I'm, I'm talking a, a tackle of, uh, who's going to be a guy that's going to eventually – because uh, obviously Tyron and, and Lyle are getting uh, up there and uh, there's not as much tread on the tire anymore uh, for either one of the, those guys – and uh, so I'm looking at a, at a top 100 pick, first, second, or third round, where you, you probably need to make an investment in an offensive tackle who can compete inside uh, until those guys, until there's an opening on the outside with the Cowboys. And you know, Bill, here's the other thing that they, they might consider. If you've been watching what's been happening for cap reasons, there's a bunch of uh, veteran offensive tackles who have been pretty decent in their careers have been released. Uh, and I'm sure those guys are sitting around waiting for a big deal, right? Well, if they don't, you might be able to sign one of those guys for a prove-it deal, one year, uh, and you know, and 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 maybe you can re-enter the market uh, next year. Because look, the, with the cap going down, I, I I'm just be surprised because I don't think there's more than a a handful of teams, six, eight that have enough cap space to, to put out some big deals, I think there's going to be a lot of one-year prove-it deals this year. And maybe you can get one of those guys. Yep. You know, and you know, and, and I know what happened in Kansas City, but, you know, they basically got rid of their two starting tackles that didn't play in the Super Bowl. That really cost them. And I know Eric Fisher tore his uh, Achilles uh, in the in – the, AFC championship game, so that was late January. You know, in nine nine months or so, he could be ready to go. Uh, speaking from experience, by the way, on that injury, uh, <laughs> you know, you might be able to pick him up for one year, and you know, if he wants to play. Now, a lot of these guys may be too proud to come in and play for, you know, one year, two million dollars, uh, even if the Cowboys have that available. But you, but you might be able to pull one of those off. And those guys could say, okay, I'm going to re, you know, reestablish my market value for 2022 when the salary cap goes back up. And then uh, Joe Thomas, uh, a one-year $2 million deal with the Texans. Texans made a, a lot of uh, under-the-radar moves uh, yesterday. And uh, they uh, so Thomas will play the same kind of role with the Texans that he did uh, in Dallas as a backup linebacker, special teamer, and but a dependable guy. If you have an injury with one of your starters, uh, he's a guy who can play some, can start some games for you. Uh, so he's he's a value. He, I know he was a valued member of not only the Cowboys uh, organization, but also when he was in Green Bay with the Packers as well. What do you think the Cowboys? Uh, when you look at the linebacker situation. Uh, what do you what do you think the Cowboys are thinking beyond uh, Jalen Smith and uh, Leighton Vander Esch right now? You know, uh, I would think that depending on how they evaluate some of these guys in the draft, if 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 one of those top linebackers is available in the first round, I'm grabbing them. I, I I'm 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 not sitting still. And saying, okay, I've got a couple young guys that came onto the squad as undrafted free agents, rookies, uh, and and you know I've and you know you guys probably get tired of me saying this, but I, and I and and one of the, and you know this putting your big green notebook together, right? That uh, you got to be yeah. leery of of uh, relying on highlight film 
on guys, but this mm -hmm. Micah Parsons is a baller. Uh, and if he was available at 10, boy, I'd seriously think about doing that as long as I can cover myself at some point uh, at the cornerback position. Because I think linebacker is a need on this team, especially now that you know the the Swiss Army knife Joe Thomas who could play all three spots and special teams is no longer here. And Bill, here's the deal, and this I think just signifies the cap problems the Cowboys are facing. Joe Thomas played last year for 1.093 million, and it sounds like they couldn't cut they couldn't qualify two million for a guy that might be a versatile backup for you. So, uh, and, and the other thing I'm thinking this year, and, and I hope to God that, you know, they're going to need a third starting linebacker, that they're not going to play nickel all the time, that sometimes they'll have to be forced to play a strong side linebacker on the field, right? Uh, but maybe that extra million they were sitting there going, oh, I don't know about Joe Thomas, but Houston had no problems agreeing to a one-year, $2 million deal with him. Yep, and, uh, and the other thing with linebacker, you know, first off, you know, we've heard it throughout Sean Lee's career, well, if he could only stay healthy. If, I think if you're seeing it early in Leighton Van Der Esch's career where he's had a hard time staying on the field. Uh, Jalen Smith obviously had the devastating knee injury in the Fiesta Bowl his last year at Notre Dame, uh, but you look around the league in linebacker, it's a very difficult position to stay healthy at. And uh, I think you always have to be looking at linebackers. And in the meantime, uh, they're, they, they're always good on special teams. And uh, with sub packages in the NFL, there's ways of getting even a first round pick even if you have two starting linebackers like the Cowboys have with Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch, there would be a way, if there's a, somebody you love at number 10, uh, to get him on the field where he's playing, say, 33% of the snaps uh, his rookie season uh, in the regular defense, also contributing on, on special teams. Uh, so I agree with you. I think, I think it's, it's a priority. Uh, and, I, and it gets back to my draft philosophy of best player available. Uh, when you've got um, positions of need, whether it be cornerback, uh, offensive line, linebacker, defensive line, um, I, I think it, that you've got to have your. You have to go into it with your eyes wide open. But at linebacker, there are ways to get that player on the field, uh, even if he's not quote unquote. Uh, one of your starting eleven. Yeah, and if you look at if you look at Parsons, you know, and he's one of these guys, and this is going to be a difficult part uh, p part of the draft this year. He didn't play last year, so he's got two years of you know college experience at Penn State. Now, how, do you trust what you've seen, especially? Uh, you know, he didn't start every game as a freshman, but he played every game and, and, and ended up, uh, and I can't remember if it was his freshman year or sophomore year, he ended up being the MVP at the Cotton Bowl, the defensive MB, MVP for uh, Penn State. And he can, he, from some of the stuff I saw, he can, he can rush the quarterback. He can penetrate. Uh, so that one... Uh, will be interesting. And if you look at the linebacker position now with Joe Thomas uh, uh, having look or getting ready to leave, the only and, and Sean Lee, you know, who knows at 35, do they want him back? Does he want to play again? Might he retire? That means the only other linebacker they, they would have under contract uh, would be Luke Gifford, uh, undrafted free agent in 2019, and Francis Bernard, undrafted free agent this past year. That's it. And 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 your two uh, yeah. and your two assumed starters probably not playing special teams at all or hardly at all. Uh, so yeah, linebacker to me uh, and cornerback right now uh, are huge needs, especially knowing that you're not going to have a Wouzier. Uh, Jordan Lewis is a nice third, fourth corner. Uh, but I don't think you want him starting on the outside. Now you do have Anthony Brown, yep, and, and you can. But you need three of them, uh, three guys that, or at least four. And, and I'm not sure they have that. 
All right, uh, when we come back here on Mixed Shots, let's take a look around the league, and uh, let's see, uh, apparently Andy Dalton is getting some nibbles around the league. Let's talk about the uh, backup quarterback situation and what else is going on as free agency is underway. Whether they call it that or not, whether it's they have to wait until 3 o'clock on Wednesday to start signing these deals, free agency has already started, and it's an exciting time as the uh, new league year gets started. We come back and talk more about it on Mix Shots in just a moment. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. Back, back to mixed shots. Let Formation meet all your professional needs and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family. Enjoy custom business events developed exclusively by Cowboys front office staff, exclusive amenities, and so much more. Join our community and enjoy the home field advantage of having your business address on Cowboys Way. Get more details or book a tour at formationatthestar.com. On the eve of the NFL's new league year, this is Mick Shots. We take you all the way to 1230. We are monitoring what is going on around the league. Uh, a couple of other things that the Cowboys did uh, in the last 24 hours or so. Uh, Mickey, Noah Brown is coming back on a one-year deal. And uh, they also have placed uh, the uh, tenders on restricted uh, free agents as well. Cedric Wilson, wide receiver, as well as Antoine Woods, defensive tackle. Yeah, and both of those guys, they tendered them at the original uh, draft choice uh, level, uh, which means uh, if they sign a, a, an offer sheet from another team, uh, that the Cowboys don't want, they would get a six back for Cedric Wilson. You wouldn't get anything back from Antoine Woods uh, because he didn't get drafted. Uh, those tenders are worth $2.13 million. And I'll keep an eye on that because uh, the, both guys are fourth-year fourth year guys, and the minimum uh, in, in your fourth year is 990000 And one of the things the Cowboys have done previously uh, to try to create uh, cap space is they would sign those restricted guys uh, to two-year deals, give them a little bit of a signing bonus to offset the $2.13 million over two years uh, and lower their cap hit for this year. Um, they've done that a couple times with guys. We'll see if they try to free up space that way. If I was, if I was Cedric Wilson and Antoine Woods, the, the first time that's official, and I don't know if that becomes official before tomorrow or at 3 p.m. tomorrow, I'd be signing right away 
Uh, although you take the chance that somebody might sign you to a bigger long-term deal. That's the chance you take. There's a great example of that. Last year, what happened with Cooper, I believe it was with Cooper Rush last year. He had, he was a restricted free agent, had the tender at uh, the $2 million, whatever, and as it turns out, um, then Andy Dalton gets signed after the draft, and then Cooper Rush wound up not having a deal, and he was he, he was languishing basically trying to find a, a spot. Uh, I think it's always, I think uh, for like Cedric Wilson especially with what the Cowboys have at wide receiver with the depth that they have, I think that he, if I was his agent, I would be working some sort of a deal with the Cowboys to give his, the to give the player more security. Um, it may be less money than what the the uh, tender is right now, but um, you know just the way and how tight it is around the league as well. I would be I would be looking at doing some a, a deal like that. Well, to, to and, lower his cap hit. And to me, Cedric Wilson, you know, I thought he was a valuable kind of chess piece. Right, he's not a starter. But he had mm -hmm. the fourth right. more catches as a wide receiver, and I realize it was only 17, but he was pretty valuable on special teams, except when they hand him the ball on fourth down on a fake punt and <laughs> decides to run it instead of throwing it to the wide-open receiver downfield. Uh, and then Noah Brown, you mentioned him on a one-year deal, and I can't imagine he signed for much more than the fourth, the, the fourth, the fifth-year minimum. Which is nine hundred ninety thousand, uh, and I saw That's somebody right. somebody called him their their fourth receiver. Well, he had fourteen catches, but technically they relied a little bit more on Cedric Wilson as that fourth receiver than Noah Brown. But you know what, Noah Brown, and you know I've always been on, on them for kind of keeping him around, and everybody saying, well, he's the best blocking wide receiver we got. And I'm going. I don't want my wide receiver blocking. If that's his best attribute, put a tight end out there, right? Well, you know what? He reshaped his body last year, slimmed down, got stronger, and he looked like a wide receiver. And he had a couple really nice catches last year. So, you know, if you get Cedric back, you got five wide receivers, and, and, and you would be happy with those five guys. Well, the other thing on Noah Brown is keep it. Remember how young he was when he came into the league. I mean, he left Ohio State early, so he was about 21 years old. He's not very old, and, and sometimes, and he didn't have a whole lot of experience because of that, uh, coming even coming into the league. Uh, and so he could be one of those late bloomer types. But I think it's important for players like that to understand where they are in, in order to. The, the key is to stay in the league. And now once you get to this point in your career where, okay, like in the case of Cedric Wilson, I do qualify for the $2 million salary, but where I am on the depth chart right now and where the te my team is as far as the salary cap uh, and to keep, to, to keep that uh, secure job, you, you got to factor that in, I think. And then maybe you'll get your opportunity uh, to be able to show and have a bigger payday uh, later. And you know what, uh, Bill? All right, how Bill, about – uh, And let me – one last thing go, on that. Go ahead. And, and, and I think for a guy like Cedric Wilson, this is when the player agent is very important because he's got to have the pulse of the market. Is somebody going to pay my guy like the third – at least the third receiver on a team – or if, if that market value is not there, then just stay where you are uh, and, and continue to make money. You know, sort of the LP Latticer uh, philosophy. Don't price yourself out of the league if you still want to play, even if you're not going right. to make big bucks. But, you know, keep playing because you're working on a pension too, by the way. Uh, also, you mentioned, yeah. I think, one of the <laughs> biggest right. needs the Cowboys have when you mentioned uh, Andy Dalton. Yeah, and, and the other thing, the other thing on on uh, all those type the Noah Brown, Cedric Wilson type players is understanding, as you said, the market. And okay, yeah, there's a it, the the cap is strapped all across the league right now. 
but it looks like we're coming out of this. The big TV contract's coming. There's going to be more money to play with. You might get an opportunity to get more snaps. And if you show something, uh, then when that when the, the, the wraps come off the cap uh, around the league, you might be able to, to really benefit. Uh, if you, but you've got to stay in the league uh, to begin with. All right, as far as the quarterback situation, how about Andy Dalton? Looks like he is getting some interest around the league. He's been linked to Chicago quite a bit. I saw San Francisco mentioned as well. Uh, and then you look, Washington signs Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was reported as a one-year, $10 million deal. Um, and, you know, so Washington made a decision to go that route rather than uh, than Dalton. I'm not sure what Dalton's price range is, but I would imagine it would be in that vicinity. Uh, but it's interesting how things are playing out with Andy Dalton. Yeah, and the other thing that I saw is likely to take place is the Saints are going to re-sign Jameis Winston also. Uh, so yep, that's I, right. I, I, I think if you look Same at kind it, of money. Andy Dalton's probably the top-rated quarterback right now remaining in free agency. I think in the top 100 on NFL Network, uh, they had Dalton ranked 35th overall. I think... Uh, Brissett was right behind him, but they had him uh, as the top free agent uh, quarterback. So, again, what's the market value? Is somebody going to pay him uh, the money to be their starter or challenge for a starting job when he knows staying here means he's a backup to Dak Prescott? Um, and so will somebody offer him enough money to pry him out of where he's living now uh, to have a chance at either starting or competing for a starting job. And if that happens, I don't know that the Cowboys can spend that much money uh, to try to re-sign him or match somebody's one-year deal. They might have to settle with Garrett Gilbert and, and then see what happens after the draft because, again, if there's going to be Think about it, Bill. I don't know what you think, but you know I've seen mock drafts with as many as five quarterbacks taken, you know, in the top 20. Uh, and if that's happening, somebody's quarterback's going to get released somewhere along the line. May not be the starter, but it might be the the backup guy. Uh, and so there may be more quarterbacks on the market after the draft. Uh, so. Uh, the Cowboys are going to have to judge. Is Garrett Gilbert, would we settle for him to be the backup from what we saw in, what was it, a game and a half? Uh, or do we want better if I'm, I'm Andy not, Dalton's we, not I'm available? I'm not settling on that. Yeah. All right, let's say Andy Dalton's not available. Uh, Chase Daniel apparently being released by the Lions. Uh, Colt McCoy, I believe, is a free agent. Those type players, uh, would you go that route? Uh, and, and how much would you spend on a player like that? How much would you have available to spend on a player like that? And I think that's the question uh, with their budget. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, gosh, if you, if you can get your backup quarterback for, I don't know, $3 million on a one-year deal, that's what I'm thinking. You might yeah. have to and do it. Which is basically what Dalton's deal was. Right. Wasn't that like Dalton's deal last year? Yeah, so and which had a, if you've a got, bunch of incentives. If he had played so many games and they got in the playoffs, he right. could have made as much as $7 million, uh, but obviously none of that took place. See, I, I'm in favor of uh, that price range, but I think it, you've, you've got to have someone uh, who – you have confidence in that can uh, steer the ship if Dak went down for a couple of games. Yep. And um, and so I think that's why you, I, you know, I know Gary Gilbert played well in the one game against Pittsburgh, but I, I want somebody who's who's uh, done a little bit more. Although you know Chase Daniel hadn't got much opportunity to play, no. but uh, yeah. But I I. I mean, even going back to his college days, which was eons ago now, I mean, Gilbert didn't do a whole lot in college either. So, um, Oh, I thought you were talking about so, Chase I, Daniel. I was going to have to correct you on that. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying even going back to his college days, though, yeah. you know, Chase has more skins on the wall, and, uh, and as does Colt McCoy. And so I, I would take one of those guys as the backup over, you know, bring him in, whichever one, you know. Two to three million dollars. They're 
uh, you know, Chase is from here, Colt's basically from here, and, uh, you know, I, I would be very comfortable with the backup quarterback situation. And then you got a young guy that you're developing also. Yeah, and I, and, uh, and this is, this doesn't uh, mean to just, you know, throw, throw Danucci to the curb. I, I think what everybody needs to understand, right. this was a seventh round pick with no off-season work on the field, with no basically a short training camp and no preseason games, hardly got to practice at all with any part of the first team offense, and all of a sudden they had to throw him in there. And it's like, did he struggle? Well, yeah, not surprising. So, of course he did. So I think, yeah, you can't give you can't give up on that, uh, especially if he should come around for the amount of money he's making. You know, and I'm not going to throw this guy right. under the bus, but I saw this tweet in my mentions, uh, and, and I won't say the guy's name because he, he he's you know a bunch of guys are right there with him. They say I find it very annoying that Dallas uh, never is active in free agency. Teams with less cast bait are so why can't the Cowboys be? So these are the same people that were probably saying why is it taking so long to sign Dak Prescott, right? Well, they were trying to get a deal so they didn't have to spend, you know, whatever percentage of the salary cap, uh, especially in that first year, uh, on the quarterback. They were trying to do the deal to protect the salary cap. They weren't trying to be cheap. They weren't trying to undercut whatever his market value was. They were trying to figure out how to do a deal so at least this year the salary cap would not cripple this team. It wasn't because they didn't want to sign him. They just needed to sign him to a deal that was commensurate with the amount of salary cap they were going to have available. And so now you signed him, and it took up $22.2 million, and that was a good deal because they put the voidable year in there so they could spread the $66 million signing bonus over five years instead of the four that they were insisting on signing for. Yep, and it takes into account that, uh, okay, the need for, for money now and, uh, and knowing what the TV contract's going to be in the future. And uh, so I, I thought it was, it was well worked as far as uh, the structure of the contract. All right, uh, it's break time again. Uh, we go around the league when we come back. There's some interesting things going on, and some of this impacts the Cowboys as well. We talk about that when Mix Shots continues in just a moment. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back, back, back. to Mick Shots. 
Cowboy fans, spring has sprung at the Pro Shop, and we're here to kick off your Cowboys Nation spring break. Staycation or vacation, come see us for plenty of official apparel and accessories meant to make each day a relaxing retreat or a star-studded adventure. To run a winning play for spring break, visit us in stores and online at shop.dallascowboys.com. All right, final 15 minutes or so. I'm monitoring some of the comments on uh, Periscope, Mickey. And uh, here's a here's a late-round quarterback prospect that uh, someone mentions on Periscope. Sam Ellinger is the 12th college quarterback uh, on somebody's list. Could be picked in the 7th or as an undrafted free agent. How about Sam Ellinger as one of those developmental guys here? Bring him in. Yep, I'm all for it. That'd be great. He's, he's got the he's got those intangibles that you look for. You know, he 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 could be the next Chase Daniel. <laughs> hey, um, all right, around the league, how you think um, Belichick likes going seven and nine, <laughs> <laughs> or or the Patriots because they're they're spending and bringing guys in hand over fist, right? Uh-huh. That's right. Well, they, and this morning they signed Hunter Henry after signing a tight end, Jonu Smith, yesterday. Maybe the two best tight ends on the market. Uh, so I, I think they figured out that uh, where their bread has been buttered for so many years with those two tight ends, and uh, and may, maybe, uh, maybe that can help Cam out uh, to get some, a couple of tight ends because their tight end production was horrible last year. Yes, it was. And I'm not sure how well their protection was either. Um, so yeah, yep. they, they they've they've started off quick. So here's the one that surprised me, and I kept using him as an example of why Dak Prescott <laughs> should not try to go uh, on a franchise tag a second year in a row. Pittsburgh defensive end Bud Dupree. He played. He had the same agent as Dak, Todd France. He played on the franchise tag. And this is always the downside of the franchise tag. He tore his ACL the first week in December. So now he's going in the free agency three months in. And while his previous market value would have been pretty high, you know, who's going to pay him a lot of money when the guy can't even, you know, might not even be able for the, to be ready for the start of the season or at least not the offseason for sure? Well, Tennessee's going to pay him a lot of money. Because they just agreed mm-hmm. to a five-year contract. Now it says up to eighty-five million. So I would imagine there's a lot of incentives in there because the guarantee's thirty-five million. Had he been in, had played an entire year on that franchise tag and stayed healthy, it might have been straight five-year, eighty-five million-dollar deal for the uh, the pass rusher that he has been. But now it's got to be five years, but only $35 million guaranteed. And that's always the downside of playing on the franchise tag because you're on a one-year deal, and that's it. And if you get hurt the way Dak did last year, he's very fortunate it wasn't worse than it was because, you know, when he talked on Wednesday about, you know, I didn't feel like I was gambling on myself. No, he wasn't gambling on his ability to play football, but you're gambling on staying healthy. And that's the downside when somebody had just offered you a $55 million signing bonus, as the Cowboys did last year. Yep. Um, And especially... Especially at a position like what Bud Dupree plays, where I mean, you got to have that uh, edge speed uh, to get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, as a quarterback, has been proven by plenty of quarterbacks through time who have played through injuries. They've had injuries that have happened in their career. Uh, there, there's not a lot of career-ending injuries that happen at, to, to a quarterback, but for for a linebacker or for a defensive end. Uh, who relies on his speed so much uh, to do his job? Uh, that that's got to factor in, uh, you know. So uh, that's a great point. Um, what else around the league is? Uh, yeah, let's look at the NFC East. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick to Washington. 
they are obviously are still in the market for a quarterback. He is a stopgap until they find their quarterback eventually. Yeah, that's the way it looks like. And, um, you know, I mean, they, they still might be in the quarterback market in the draft. You're right. Uh, and, and, sure. And yeah. to help, you nope. know. I think no doubt. And, and, and you know, you only signed uh, him to a one-year deal, so maybe he's a bridge to whatever future they think they, uh, they might have. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, Philadelphia is having problems re-signing guys. Um, it looks like they're, you know, moving on think- from uh, Zach Ertz, right? And Zach Ertz might have, there's an opening in uh, with the Chargers now that Hunter Henry's gone to New England. Uh, that could be a uh, something where Ertz uh, Ertz was also rumored, I think, to Buffalo. Uh, but Ertz obviously wants. It sounds like he wants to move out of there. Um, you know, it's all there for the taking in this division, as it has been for a couple of years now. The Giants, uh, when you look at them, I. I would think they have got to improve uh, at the skill position on offense, a wide receiver. I would think that they have to be in on Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. I think he would be a perfect fit there as a wide receiver there. I know that uh, Jason Garrett loved him uh, in the draft. The Cowboys brought him in for a visit uh, when they, even when they didn't feel like they needed a wide receiver. Uh, so he would be a great fit there, whether he would want to play there or not, I don't know. Um, but and so then as it relates to the Cowboys, there, there's not a lot of activity amongst their division rivals right now. Uh, and so it, it's just going to be very interesting to see what the Cowboys can do uh, to be being judicious and economical with their money. Uh, because I, as you pointed out earlier, uh, I think that there's going to be some veteran players to be had uh, that at a reasonable rate, that, that can really contribute even more so than what a draft pick can uh, this year to get the Cowboys back on track. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and one of the, I think there was a report floating around out there that the Cowboys had interest in the Atlanta safety, DeMonte KZ. Is that how you say it? KZ? Yep. Uh, you know, he's played four years for Quinn in Atlanta. Uh, and the first year he started in 2018, it was his second year in the league, he had seven interceptions. Uh, and, and so, uh, as, as a, and I'm guessing a free safety, uh, so his, his four years he had 10 picks, 13 passes broken up, and 199 tackles. He'll be 28, uh, and he was a three-year starter. Now, the downside is, but this is where you can pick up a guy maybe on the cheap, uh, he ended up suffering a season-ending, another guy, by the way, a season-ending mm-hmm. torn Achilles four games into the season. So that means his injury occurred the 1st of October. Uh, October to uh, basically the start of training camp in July, he should be ready to go uh, rehabbing that yep. Achilles. And if, if all went well, then maybe you get that guy on somewhat of a, a more inexpect, in, 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 I can't say it, inexpensive. Inexpensive? Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, deal uh, that would allow him to you know, be affordable because he needs maybe a prove-it deal. We'll see. Uh, especially knowing that he only played four games last year. So those are the things I think the Cowboys, you know, everybody goes, well, they take these chances. Well, as long as they're inexpensive chances, it's okay, right? Like last year, you know, I I understand the veterans they brought in uh, basically flopped, right, except for Zerline uh, for sure. Uh, But again, when you're – not paying these guys big deals that you're you're basically rolling the dice. You 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 can't afford to buy a sure thing. Like think about the Packers right now. They just lost or going to lose their starting Pro Bowl center Corey Lindsley. Uh, supposedly is signing a five-year, sixty-two point five million dollar deal with the Chargers. You think Aaron Rodgers is happy to hear that his starting center 
is no longer going to be there. But when you're an established player like that, especially on the offensive line, boy, those are big contracts. So people would say, well, the Cowboys overpaid Lael Collins. Well, not really, uh, because they got him on the cheap the first several years of his career, and then you got to pay. And that guy was on his way to being a Pro Bowl tackle uh, before he missed the entire season with the uh, back problems uh, that he had that were bothering him uh, all off season, and they were hoping rehab would improve, and it didn't do it. But that just goes to show you how 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 valuable offensive linemen are when they become available. All right, there's been talk about Richard Sherman to the Cowboys. What do you think of that? I don't want to keep getting older. Uh, it, it can't be a big deal, and you better, you better be playing zone uh, coverage uh, because he's, not, he's no longer a man-to-man cornerback. Uh, he, he, he's got to play, play cover, too, and he needs help over the top. So, but again, what's the price? Right? Is he willing to play uh, for a million or two dollars, three at the most, uh, uh, with incentives, uh, incentives that he didn't match the year before, uh, so that he he doesn't th- those incentives don't count against the cap. Uh, you know, normally if you if you get if you give a, a, an incentive lace contract that they didn't achieve those incentives the year before then you can push back that money to the next year's salary cap. But if it's something they'd already done, like played 10 games or started 10 games, uh, then that incentive counts against the salary cap this year. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, Obviously, the Cowboys need to fix this defense. Yes. If they draft, if they, if the Cowboys draft, let's say the Cowboys draft a cornerback in the first round, they draft a stud defensive lineman in the second round, and a stud linebacker in the third round. Well, and they need a safety too. Okay, we got to, okay, we get a safety in there too. Oh, well, you got the nine, the comp pick at ninety nine also. Right. So you got four picks in the first ninety nine picks. Okay. So let's say they get a cornerback, a safety, and a linebacker and a defensive lineman. How much will that improve the defense, considering these are rookies? I, yeah, I was going to say, year? are all, every one of those guys going to be a starter? Uh, you know, look here. Here's what I wrote last week, and they've already made the best move they're going to make on defense by hiring Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator because they've got to believe, and they answered my question in the press conference last week, that this could be the biggest move they make on defense was hiring Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. And, and, and my thoughts are, Bill, that in 2019, they finished ninth overall total defense 11th against the run, and gave up 20 points a game. In one year, I understand they lost three starters, Byron Jones being the best one, but then they end up 24th, 31st against the run, and dead last in points allowed, giving up more points than any team in franchise history. (laughs) And you had... Seven, eight starters that were the same? What changed? Mm-hmm. So to me, Dan Quinn has to come in here as the new defensive coordinator, coordinator and make the biggest impact on this football team, either side of the ball or special teams. He has to be the guy. And he's been pretty good as a defensive coordinator, right? He, he, he cut his teeth in the NFL in Seattle as a defensive coordinator. And the other thing that has been his specialty, he's been the defensive line coach. So maybe he's doing both, sort of the way Marinelli did, uh, with the help of, like, Leon Lett. And I believe they, they, did, they did sign a uh, sort of defensive line assistant type, uh, but... He's the one that has to make the difference. And then if you draft 
uh, well in those first couple rounds, and you get Tristan Hill back playing the way he was before his turn tore his ACL. Uh, you get Randy Gregory for an entire season, not a half a season, and, and with an off season that he can work out with the team. And who knows what happens with Alden Smith if they can get him back. If you do, if all those things fall into place, yeah, if you pick up a defensive lineman. But Neville Gallimore was coming on uh, that last quarter of the season. So, you know, linebacker's still out there. Linebacker's still out there as a need. And so if I'm looking at their needs right now, they got to figure out the backup quarterback thing for sure, and then linebacker and cornerback. Uh, before even they they worry about the defense line, if they can get Alden Smith back signed, uh, and they don't have to overplay him the amount of snaps as they did early in the season, and and he's healthy and not dealing with a knee problem that he dealt with probably three quarters of the season. And uh, you know, but my point on that is that okay, you can draft all these rookies coming in. And as you've, you mentioned earlier in the show, I mean, they can have all the, the potential in the world, but it is tough making that transition into the NFL the first year. I think it's going to be key, and I'm not talking about spending big money at all. I'm, I'm talking they can even be veteran minimum type deals or close to it. It's key having veteran guys. And the Cowboys have done a real good job of this, I think, in, in free agency in the past. They didn't last year. They struck out on the, their free agent guys last year. One, Gerald McCoy, uh, they struck out on him because he, of his age and his, you know, his, his uh, uh, you know, quad goes out the first practice that he suits up in, you know. And, and by Poe, the way, they, they were gambling uh-huh. on Gerald McCoy because he had a pre-existing condition with that quad. Exactly. That's right. That's exactly right. But in the past, they have done a good job of, of in free agency without spending a whole lot of money where they could go into the draft and if they had a game on draft weekend, they could go play a game. And that way you can be true to your board during the draft. And I, and that, I think that's always important. We've got a little bit of breaking news. Um, I have to go. Uh, here we go. A little bit of breaking news as we close it out. The Cowboys have agreed to terms, Mickey, with C.J. Goodwin on a two-year uh $3.5 million deal that includes $2 million guaranteed. So C.J. Goodwin remains a cowboy, according to Adam Schefter, Mickey. Well, they've got their, their special teams guy. Uh, and, and basically, you know, he, he his salary last year was nine ten. So you said it was two years how much? Uh, two years, $3.5 million, $2 million guaranteed. So the two-year guaranteed is probably... The majority of that, a little bit of signing bonus, uh, so they can spread it over two years, uh, with a probably close to a minimum base salary. Uh, so yeah, if the cap hit ends up being a million and a half, well, okay, fine. Uh, and you know, and he was a valuable special teams guy uh, that they used in a lot of different ways. So that's a, uh, and those are the type of deals they're going to have to do. You know, and they're going to have to take a mm-hmm. chance on a guy coming back from a season-ending injury at a low value, and and and, and hope they you know uh, get high production. Uh, but that's what their situation they're in right now, and I think everybody just needs to understand that, and not start you know jumping out the window. Oh, they're not signing anybody. You know, I mean, they kind of did the same thing. Two, what was it? Two years ago with, with Randall Cobb. Who, who had an injury plague last year, uh, 2018 right. season in Green Bay, and came here in 2019 and turned out to be one of the best free agent guys they had ever signed. The only problem was he was too good, and he got signed away in the next year's free agency last year by Houston. All right, we're out of time on this edition of uh, Mix Shots. Imagine how much news will be made by the next time we get together next Tuesday. I would imagine it'll be even more than this, and we had no problems doing this with two of us, right? 
Everson will be back next week. Yes. If he has not signed with the New England Patriots by then. And uh, and we'll start digging into the draft. We'll be uh, close to a month out from the draft, and my big green NFL draft scouting notebook will be starting to really fill up by then. So, in, so in, it's going to be fun uh, for the next month. So in, 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 without Everson here, I'll sign off by saying, Go Tigers! <laughs> <laughs> Go! Oh, that's right. I forgot. We got a matchup on. I came prepared Saturday. Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Yeah, I came prepared just in case you had brought out uh, some new stuff. Well, I've given up on since since my team hasn't won a game since January. Now they knocked <laughs> off four top ten teams in January, but they haven't won since then. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, you can have that game. All right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm into football. I'm not into March Madness. <laughs> and by the way, and good luck in your second round matchup, Mickey. Yeah, I saw that. You know who you got in the second yes, round? Yes, it's Gonzaga. Yeah, you got Gonzaga in the second round. <laughs> well, yeah. then there's no pressure, right? right? You we'll, just throw caution to the wind. <laughs> that's right. Well, maybe Chase Daniel will be a cowboy by next Tuesday. All right. All right. We'll we'll see you next week here on Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!